0: welcome to another edition of revealing the diamond i'm your host tiaga prem singh this week on the show we're continuing with the my recovery journey this is part five hard to believe that it filled five episodes we probably could have filled more and I didn't write any of this out, I'm just recalling it from my own experience, and this is the first time sharing publicly in detail uh, the the whole picture, and then this will later become a book this year uh, in 2021, I'll write the book, and so we have that to look forward to, I put out some different ideas and uh, and recommendations of what I'm thinking I might call the book, I'm not really sure yet, I, I really like Becoming the White Lion or Embracing the White Lion, but to anyone who has any suggestions, please uh, feel free to make a comment or to uh, message me direct, directly, email me, uh, wherever that might be. And if you're thinking, I'm listening to a podcast, how do I make a comment? Well, the way you make a comment is that uh, this is also recorded live on YouTube on Wednesday mornings at 10 a.m. Pacific time. And you can participate in that if you're around. You just go to YouTube.com backslash Tiago Prem Singh and you can tune in and and see me wearing this beautiful tie tie-dyed shirt, uh, hand-dyed shirt by one of our sponsors, and that brings us to our sponsors. As always, we would like to thank Minds Die for being such a generous, uh, inspiring, creative sponsor of the show. Minds Die makes hand-dyed wares. They make shirts. They make uh, da stars. I wear tie-dyed da stars. I've got some bed sheets uh, and-, and duvet covers on the way. Kimonos, uh, full suits. Um, uh, whatever it is that you that you love to wear she can make it custom she's so talented and she carries a really loving frequency which will go into uh, your handmade clothing it's so much better than fast fashion and i highly recommend checking out minds die you can uh you can check them out on the Etsy store to make your purchase. Etsy store is Minds Die, or uh, on Instagram. Just take a look at her work at Minds Die. Also, like to thank our other sponsor. They've been a sponsor for the show for some time. That they're called Seed Apparel or Seed Clothing. Uh, they come from Van, uh, Vancouver. That's where I come from. They come from Cochrane, Alberta, and they make hemp clothing. That's not like your, you know, your Uncle, your hippie uncle's hemp clothing. Um, they're super stylish. You can rock them for skateboarding, rock climbing, yoga. They come in lots of different colors. They're an environmentally responsible uh, company. And uh, I highly recommend checking out them. So you can check them out at imseed on Instagram or head to the theseedstore.ca and get yourself a pair of seed pants. We did it. All right. So uh, last week on the show, we talked about how I ha- had gone to India and how it had been a lifelong dream to go to India um, and some of the experiences that I had there. Um, and that was really moving for me to, to touch on that and to explore some of that. And the, again, there's more details, um, but I, I just wanted this is the rough draft. So you're participating in the rough draft. So thank you for par- for participating in it. Um, if you love the work that I do, if you're inspired by the work that I do, please share it with your friends. Please rate us and review us wherever you're listening to this podcast. Please subscribe. If you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe. Um, follow me on social media. I'm on Instagram at Tiago Prem Singh. And if you uh, would like support, if you would like support in any way, please. Um, with your recovery, or spiritual counseling, uh, or coaching, or whatever it might be, I'm available for that as well. You can email tiagaprem at thedarmatemple.com to get signed up for that, or head on over to www.truthseekers.ca. No, that's not right. www.truthseekersunion.ca, just to be clear. If you're listening on the audio, you think, wow, he's usually so clear, and, and the reason why I'm kind of... Um, I'm doing lots of things here because on the live, if you're watching the live, I'm learning to like pop the website up on the screen and just make sure that I'm connecting with people who are commenting live and And creating more of a community aspect, so I'm learning new skills, and I'm super excited to learn these new skills. And I love, you know, the way things are looking on the YouTube. And so, please check out the YouTube if that's something you feel called to do. And please uh, do become a member of True Seekers Union. Um, It's really exciting the work that we're doing there. Also, want to let you know, I let the people know who are watching on the YouTube. Uh, that we will be offering a free recovery circle again. It's gonna happen on Monday nights at 7 p.m. Pacific time. That will start towards the end of the month, so stay tuned to the podcast, stay tuned to the social media, and I'll let you know when that's happening. It'll happen via Zoom. It's completely anonymous, so you, anyone can join. So if anybody you know is struggling with recovery and they're they're in lockdown somewhere in the world while we're dealing with uh, what's happening with this uh, pandemic, please let them know that Monday nights, those that's going to be available. There's going to be no charge. All you, all that is requested is your presence. And, uh, and the only reason we request your presence is that we believe that healing is possible for everyone, no matter how much you may be struggling right now. So stay tuned for that. Also going to start doing some live uh, Saturday morning conversations with different people who inspire me. So if there's any guests that you think that would be great to have a conversation with yours truly, Tiago Prem Singh. Let me know. Uh, maybe it's you. Maybe you would like to have a conversation on Saturday morning. And I'm thinking about doing that at maybe 10 a.m. Pacific so you can sit and drink your coffee or tea and and be inspired by some of the people who've really inspired my life uh, and my journey. So we have that to look forward to. Uh, yes, it seemed kind of like a mouthful this morning, like all the things. But it's important, right? It's important information. And uh, I'm really grateful to be able to share and to be here together with you. So thanks everyone who's watching on the live, thanks everyone who's watching this later down the line on YouTube, and thanks everyone who's listening on Revealing the Diamond. So let's continue with my recovery journey. Well, I got back from India, and uh, things were going pretty well. I was, you know, things were going well at our our center, Dharma Temple. We had started a, a center called Dharma Temple, as you've heard in the previous episodes, and And we were building a really strong community i was observing people's lives be transformed by their commitment to doing spiritual practice um, a very diverse community Um, you know i was really committed to creating something that was a a spiritual center for elevation with my partners sarah jade and Sina shallbath and we were just watching it grow in, in, in an incredible way and and when we came back to india we had the opportunity to bring some of my like favorite teachers uh, to the space and uh, it was a thriving artistic creative community a healing space Um, and things were moving along quite well Uh, i did travel down to california to spend some time with jai dave singh uh, which was pretty amazing i think maybe i don't remember if in the previous episodes if i talked about um before I was really, when I had my big struggle, and I mentioned that my teacher had yelled at me, I think something that I maybe I should backtrack a little bit. As I said, uh, you know, I have made notes about this, but um, one thing is, is that I did go to the 3HO summer solstice celebration. Um, earlier on in my recovery and i went there with my friend jeremy and i went there with my friend uh, his wife lauren and kelby and we went there to spend some time it was the 50th anniversary of this summer solstice celebration that they have on the mountain in new mexico and we'd never gone before and uh, we really wanted to go and so we made the trek down there and I had a, a friend, a Singh, a fellow Sikh and, and Kundalini Yoga teacher here who was recovering from a battle with cancer, and so wasn't able to drive himself, and so I drove with him all the way to New Mexico, which is a long drive, and um, anyhow, uh, just had some experiences down there, and you know some awakenings and I don't want to get too deep into that but I did merge some uh, pretty incredible relationships and when I came home from that I that's related to when I was going into that rebellious phase when uh, Guru Singh yelled at me and um, I just was having a lot of questions I was starting to ask questions about hearing whispers about Yogi Bhajan um, and allegations of assault and that kind of thing and and i had asked um when i came back and i was in my rebellious phase and i had asked uh one of my mentors publicly you know what's the deal with this it was sort of like well we don't really know was the answer that i got and so that's the answer that i started to pass on to students who asked and it really like I had never, being an addict, I had never really learned how to like sit with something and process it because anytime something was uncomfortable for me, I would like use or I would blame or I would run away or, um, and I'm still working through that. Uh, but so you know there's all this pressure and I'm like I'm doing this thing and I really love it and I'm asking questions about Sikhi and I don't am not really getting clear answers about that and I'm asking questions about where these yogas come from and I'm kind of getting clear answers about that I'm asking questions about Yogi Bhajan I'm not getting clear answers answers about that at all Um, but I've done I did the practice for nine months and it really healed uh, you know, I really created space for healing in my structure, and and I have a good relationship with this uh, mentor and person who's been practicing for uh, 40 years of their life, and was connected to Paramahansa Yogananda, and so that was, we had a good relationship, but like, I, I don't know, this thing about Yogi Bhajan is just not really sitting well with me, but you know, I'm also creating these relationships and friendships with friends down in LA and down uh, down in California and uh, from Philly and the East Coast and New York and and also internationally. And so I'm feeling really good about that. But uh, there's also this other side of it that I don't really want anything to do with. Like it feels a little too rigid. And so, you know, I'm spinning, even explaining it now. There's a, You could feel the energy of spinning like... It's like, here's this medicine that's really working. And then it's also connected to all of this, like, ick, yuck, I don't think I want that. And so it was stirring up all of these um, feelings in me. And so I just wanted to kind of set the foundation while I'm talking about it today and sort of share some of that because there's this is covering a long span of time, right? We're talking about this in, in five episodes. And so I just kind of want to share some of the things that maybe i missed along the way so i get back from india i'm i'm feeling inspired big time by being at Harimandar sahib at being at the golden temple being in the himalayas being there with my dear brothers um and learning about the faith and the and the tradition i told the story last week about the experience with the 33rd potty of Jap sahib this like feeling of like you are being called Uh, to something and being guided, whether you like it or not, or something to that effect. I'm paraphrasing there, but that's sort of the general idea. And I found that to be true. And so things were really happening, you know, at Dharma Temple. And we had our struggles, like, you know, the roof would leak and the landlord wouldn't fix it or whatever, just minor things. And and t- we taught some online things, and we cre- you know, we were our AQL program was really uh, thriving, and I was seeing people have profound experiences with Gurmukhi and uh, my partner was exploring the realm of shamanism and and really having some healing there. And one thing that I noticed while we were uh, together during that time um, was that people really resonated with us teaching the AQL together. Because we came from different healing modalities, but we found a common ground, which is really potent, I think, for like a man and a woman in partnership who are who have different practices, but are able to find that common ground and express it. And I kept feeling this like that's what makes it special, but it's also our greatest challenge, you know, like. Like okay, well you, you know I, I'm a Sikh and she is having a challenge with anything that appears to be religious, and so she's resistant to my sikhi And I'm saying like, no, no, it's not, it's not dogmatic and rigid at all. In fact, if you feel that, it's probably from the Kundalini Yoga side of things. And then you know she's saying like, I'm you know having these experiences with plant medicine, and I'm like fighting to. Uh, stay sober, and I, I had so many experiences with narcotics, and and we're not going to get into a debate about whether plant medicine are drugs or not or anything like that. I generally take the view that anything has the potential to be medicine, um, but also like you know I I don't want to relapse. I don't, and I haven't tried something like ayahuasca before, and so I'm like I'm trying to be open to it, but at the same time like I'm uncertain and fearful, and so like we have these there's like these beautiful moments where we're revealing through our own presence, that it's possible for people on different paths uh, to to embody and radiate the oneness in the way that we share uh, yoga, meditation, spirituality, ritual, sobriety, recovery, whatever it might be. And by the way, my partner is not uh, uh, sober or, you know, uh, you know, she hasn't experienced the same issues with substance that I have. Let's just put it that way. I'll leave it up to her to speak for herself. Um, so so that's the blessing of it. But then the challenge of it is is like, uh, like you just don't understand why this is special to me I'm by, by on both accounts. Does that make sense? Um, so that's really a beautiful thing, but it's also a challenging thing. And things are are moving along pretty well. Um, And I sort of, like, in my challenges, thankfully, after India, um, I don't fall back into uh, alcohol, which is yay, (laughs) you know. But I do struggle with, like, these, thi- these things that are coming up around Yogi Bhajan and then the Premka book comes out. And uh, I'm sure those of you who are familiar with Kundalini Yoga know that uh, a book comes out that really is not new. Like I said, I knew about this before and I tried to get answers and I looked online and there's such a vast array of um, stories and accounts and also silencing going on that it was super confusing for me. I didn't grow up in this tradition. I had a limited perspective and there were aspects of the tradition that like people would say, you have to do it this way. And I'd be like, I'm not sorry. You know, give them the Saturn finger (laughs) and say, I'm going to do my own thing and my partner as well. And so, you know, but also part of me wants to do a good job and be a good student. And you know, that's just conditioned in me. Um, That's part of the culture that we live in, I guess. Um, so there was some confusion. And so I went in and out and in and out of the practice. And I remember saying to, uh, my mentor at, uh, at the time, you know, like, I feel like I want to like really fully embrace this, but you know, I, I keep growing my beard and cutting it back and doing my sadhana and then not doing my sadhana and then like being in love and then being rebellious and, and, he said to me, you know, you're just learning how to grow your beard very simply. And I don't know if I shared that before. Um, and not that it's about growing your beard or anything like that. I'm just saying like my own, I, I felt like a, I don't know what it is. I feel like a connection to this way of life and this dharma. And then there's all this karma attached to it, like trying to do a good job, trying to per- be perceived as doing a good job. And it comes from a, a sincere place like i want to be a good teacher i want to stand in integrity i want to be truthful but i had spent so many years of living double lives that it was still like hanging on that back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and jump forward to now just to explain a a wonderful insight i've had as of late and that is when guru nanak he says that the path of dharma is like Uh, walking a line that is thinner than a hair and sharper than a razor and when i used to hear that in those times i i heard that as you have to try harder that's how i heard it and now with the wisdom of the experience that i'm going to share with you today how i got to where i am right now now i understand that that teaching is such a beautiful teaching because the way i was viewing it before there was no room for grace and the way that I see it now is that it is not not possible to walk a line that is thinner than a hair and sharper than a razor. Which means that the path of Dharma includes being on the line, off the line, on the line, off the line, on the line, off the line. And the whole picture, the on and the off, the stumbles and the triumphs, by grace, the whole picture is Dharam. It's walking the path that you were born to walk. And it just takes a load off, you know, and it's not abandon the things that br- that bring you peace and joy, but it's understanding that they are the shell and the shell, like a seed and that shell, like of the practices that I do, like growing my beard or reciting my bhanis or which is the words of the guru or doing my yoga or eating a, a specific way or whatever the thing is that you do i'm just talking about myself um, that's the shell that holds within it the infinite intelligence the wisdom of the one the the all the trees that have come before it and all the trees that will come after it that oneness the ek onkar, is inside of the shell and the shell is holding it there but without the shell, it still exists. And if there was no shell, that tree would cease to exist. So they go together. Does that make sense? So the shell is, is connected always to that infinite intelligent, but that shell is always changing. It's the Prakriti. It's the Mother Nature. And then that consciousness is always present, and they go together. The on and off go together. The falling and the rising go together. And what a beautiful awakening, especially for a person in recovery, because it's like, I'm fighting to stay sober. I'm fighting to stay sober. I'm fighting to stay sober. And now in my recovery, where I no longer participate in the habits that are really harming me, I recognize that the falling and the harm is actually a part of my journey. And, I, and I'm and i learning to embrace it and not try and hide it or force it away. So illuminating moment <laughs> by <laughs> by grace so so that's sort of some uh just sharing about that back the back and forth and the back and forth and the back and forth and so i continue with the back and forth and and then you know things are really happening like the teachings are coming through clear and and my friend kelby and i were making the we're doing these classes where he does the sound and i teach and i write a transcreation of Jupji Sab. like i write my own understanding of Jupji and I I put it out as a book and I've always wanted to write a book and I you know, I wrote my first book and it comes from a really sincere place. And then I'm presented with this opportunity to teach at Satnam Fest, where some of my favorite teachers are are teaching and the the doors are opening and I just feel like this is amazing and a and yoga center, Dharma Temple, opens in Calgary and I'm watching all of these incredible things happening and I'm thinking, I'm going to go to Punjab every year. I'm going to take students there with me and we're going to go to all of these incredible sites and bow our heads and serve and, you know, it's just prosperity and abundance and there's no turning back and I'm sober and I'm learning to embrace what it means to be a Sikh and I'm just like, whoa! And then what happens? the pandemic and you hear whispers of it coming and you know my friends at basketball like i've got some uh doctors who i play basketball with and some of them are like oh well it's just going to be like wash your hands and other people are going i don't know man i think they might shut it down and i'm like oh well it won't last or you know we'll figure it out and we make a commitment at dharma temple that we're going to stay open and we're going to teach and we're going to like look at all look at what we're doing and look at this community and look how many people's lives have changed and look at what's happening with AQL and like look at what's happening with my my partner is like packing the room with people and, and doing this healing work that's not just about exercise and the community is getting strong and exploring different modalities and it's our vision is coming to life and then eventually they say You can't operate anymore. Uh Uh-oh. And then some time passes and we start thinking, like, how long is this going to go on for? And then we realize that it's going to go on for longer than we thought. And we have to make a decision. And our center, we're on a month-to-month lease. So we don't have a a legal obligation to continue to pay rent. And we don't know what to do. And so we make a business decision. I speak to many people who are successful in business about what I should do. And what we should do. My beautiful partners and collective family in Dharma Temple. And everyone is, it's unanimous and we can feel it too it's like just shut it down you don't know how long it's going to go on for maybe you'll just maybe it'll you could pick the space up after this i mean it's not like anyone's going to be looking to open a brick and mortar and we've created a beautiful space in there we have the murals of this artist ananda who is oh my goodness her art is incredible and she's painted these wonderful murals and 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 the the resonance in the space from people chanting and the resonance in the space from people healing and we we've got to go in there and take it all down and it was really hard and satnam fest this big opportunity for me to really share and be open about my journey and connect with people gone wanting to share and teach at solstice Not happening. Calgary, big question mark. And I'm like frozen. And luckily, by the grace of the guru and by the grace of the one, we moved in December of last year. And so we moved into a bigger space so I could be here with you in this studio room. Thank God, oh my God, I don't know what we would have done in our small space during the lockdown. And I started to, I just like panicked and was like, we need to put up something digital. Okay, it's going to be called Dharmic Devotion and we're going to, I don't know, do a recovery circle or teach a yoga class or let's just do something. So we invested a little bit of money into uh, some equipment and I you know, put some things out that looked terrible <laughs> at the start. And I struggled. Because while all of this pain was happening, the stories were coming out about Yogi Bhajan. Horrific stories of violent behavior and harming other people. And I started to ask more questions. And... I didn't know what to do uh, because I associated my relationship to Sikhi and and the gurus with Yogi Bhajan. And I was like, whoa, I've been betrayed and lied to. Fuck this. That's how I felt. Excuse my language. I felt really betrayed and hurt. And I felt like I'm not doing this anymore. And so I cut my beard back and I took my turban off and I did not listen to a single sound of Gurmukhi or any kind of sacred chanting or anything like that. I did not practice yoga. I just started eating vegan crap, (laughs) you know, junk food, laying around on the couch watching scary movies and just going deep into the depression and doing everything I could to put out a class of some kind on a digital platform with no direction and from a place of feeling hopeless. And thank God I didn't start drinking so thankful for that and it was really hard really hard and then we had an opportunity to calgary was still sort of happening and we thought well let's do a, an aql there and um you know let's just see how it goes And so I went there to another city in Canada and I taught AQL live in front of people. We played live music in front of people. We sang and we chanted. And I was like, oh my God, I miss community. I miss my spiritual practice. And during that time, I started, you know, connecting a little more back with my roots because I was flailing (laughs) And I was like, okay, I need something. And I turned to Roots Reggae Music. Somebody buzzing around my head here. (laughs) Uh, I turned to Roots Reggae Music and I started listening to Von Benjamin. And that was really great medicine for me. And um, I started talking to some Nahans. And I just, I locked up my hair. So I got some dreadlocks. I was like, I don't know what to do. I shaved my beard and let my hair lock up. And I questioned, like, I don't even know if I want this name anymore. I don't know who I am. Tiago Prem saying, I was like, this came like if this came from a violent predator, I don't want this name. I wrote a letter to Valerie Kaur. Some of y'all may know her. She's a really inspiring person. She wrote a book called See No Stranger. It's had a huge impact on my life. And while I was in the depths of my questioning, I wrote her a letter. And I told her, like, I know I feel called to the life of a sick, but I don't know, like, what to do. And, and like, ugh, just confused. And she didn't, and I said, I don't expect a letter back right away or at all. I just need to vent to somebody who might understand what I'm going through. And I had to fight every day not to drink. Just whatever it is, just get through this. Don't start using. And I explored taking some uh, plant medicines and kind of carried with it a shadow and i was like i don't know if this is the answer but i was struggling and looking for something did a little bit of yoga tried doing dharma yoga which i initially did which felt pretty good and i always go home to that in some way a little bit of kundalini yoga felt pretty good but something was missing and and the first feeling of like i might be all right was doing that aql in calgary And then another thing happened during this time of depression and doubt. Two of our dear brothers from the men's camp that I mentioned in the earlier episodes passed away. Sada Simran in Seattle and then our other brother David in, in L.A. And when Sardar Simran passed away i knew him pretty well cuz i would go down there to spend time with Guru Singh it really sh- rattled me you know he he was really supportive of me when i was early trying to get sober and when i had so many questions about like i want to be a sikh but nobody understands me and he told some stories about you know the disco days and the stuff that came along with that cuz he met Yogi Bhajan he said i think in the 1970s and he was really in a rough spot and I'll save that story for for him to share, or his family, or you know, I never asked him if I could share it. So we'll just maybe someday, or I could ask his uh, his wife, or anyhow, he was he's been really supportive. And when he passed, I I was not talking to my mentor. I, I just was like, I can't, I can't be involved with this. I don't want anything to do with this kundalini yoga, wearing white, all this shit, it's all a lie. That's how I felt. And I'm I'm sure some of you listening to this can relate to that. And I lumped Sikhi in with that. My Sikh practice, my Dharma, my, my faith. And um, anyhow, I went to the celebration of his life uh, online, of course on zoom and our and guru singh chanted one of my one of my mentors who I hadn't spoken to in some time cuz I just couldn't do it he chanted for an hour and I just sort of ignored that I was like I'm not doing that but I want to be here for sadab because he was really instrumental in my life and then at the end of the the prayer circle whatever you want to call it celebration of life a lot of people had the opportunity to share and and Sada's uh, wife was there and his children and grandchildren were on the screen and weeping and just broke my heart and then person after person shared and they said Sada Simran saved my life Sada Simran supported me to get sober Sadasimran saved my marriage. Sadasimran, and it was person after person sharing about the impact that he had made in their life. And every part of me was like, dude, you're still alive. You can, like, you can still do this. And if this was your funeral, this would be happening. People from the Dharma temple community, people from the global community would be stepping forward and saying these things about you and you're here stuck and frozen. And then another part of me was like, if this was Guru Singh's funeral, you would have regrets. And that's true. And so I opened myself up to the possibility of practicing again. And then not long after my friend david passed away and david man he was so inspiring so enthusiastic about his spirituality so enthusiastic about his brothers so enthusiastic about his art so like just a light in in my life and i didn't have i didn't get to spend that much time with him because he lived in la but every moment i was with that man made me feel like i could do anything and he passed away young from cancer. And I was like, you know, I had some really heartfelt shares with my brothers, and I was just like, you got to get going. It's time. And I don't know what I'm going to do or what I'm going to practice or how I'm going to do it, but I got, you, you got to go, man. You've helped a lot of people, and you've come a long way. And so I went to Calgary, and we taught, and we sang, and we practiced, and it was like, yes, we can do this. And we had one weekend in Calgary, and then again, sorry, you can't teach. Shut down. The training's on hold. And we have some online things, but people are struggling to show up for those things. And something in me was like clicked where I was struggling to get the dharmic devotion thing happening. The original like ramshackle online thing that I threw together. I was like, look, if if really if what I'm practicing is true and what I'm saying is true, that the divine loving awareness, the inner knower is everywhere at once. Then we can access it online and you need to lead by example and show people that whether we're together physically or not. It doesn't really matter. We have access all the same. And if people are feeling they can't access it, you need to show them that it's possible and create something. And that's where I started, you know, okay, I'm going to do the YouTube. I'm going to do the True Seekers. I'm going to do it every week. I got to go. I got to go. I got to go. Inspired. And then, by the grace of the Guru, I'm brought home to this practice that means so much to me. And I can see that 3HO and Kundalini Yoga and all of that is going through a transition. And I need to be a part of that healing. Doesn't mean I even need to do the practice. I don't know where I'm at with all of that yet. But I am a yogi. And I know that I need to be a part of the healing, because even before all of this came up, I knew I was going to be a part of the healing. I knew it. And my dear brother was here visiting, you know, in the summer before the big shutdowns happened and had this opportunity to go and uh, be with this gathering of Nahang Sing's, you know, the original descendants of Guru Gobind Singh, the warriors dressed in blue and, uh, I had asked another mentor that I had been spending some time with, this uh, fellow in the UK named Kamal Roop Singh, and it's pretty cool actually, just a little side note of how we met, is that uh, he is someone that I knew online and he knew my partner's uh, shaman guide or teacher or whatever you want to call it, they knew each other. And when we had our issues around, like I'm like, I don't know if I want to do ayahuasca. And my partner's, like, you should do ayahuasca. It'd be so good for you. And I'm like, I'm not. And she's like, you should. And we're just... And she's like, why do you have to be a sick? And I'm like, why can't you just love me for who I am? And blah, 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 blah You know, just drama. <laughs> but the beauty is, is that I started to spend time with this uh, Nahang, Kamal Roop Singh, and he knew Rita, this shaman. And so he started to share with me some of the roots of siki before colonialism and some of the experiences he had had with 3ho chasing him away because he was too rebellious <laughs> it was perfect timing it was like okay great now i can and he was like yeah try talking to your partner in the language of shamanism and expressing uh, you know the the original siki, the source of siki, and that's been really helpful and beneficial and so when this gathering happened and please uh if you're watching this and you are uh Nihang and just know that i'm a, a beginner i don't know everything and and thank goodness for that um, but my it comes from a heart-centered place and i just want to be respectful of the tradition um i had this opportunity to go and and uh, for nine days uh, nahangs they leave out their their weapons you know swords and shields and and it's seen as the adi shakti as the divine mother as a connection to durga the fierceness of the goddess and they're prayed over for nine days and i had the opportunity to go a gurdwara here uh, in suri in uh, where i live on the coast um, allowed the rebellious nungs (laughs) to grace uh, the walls of their gurdwara with this gathering and so I went. My friend Andrew was visiting at the time, and I had been in India with him, and he's been there through so much. So Andy, I know you watch these. If you're watching these, just know that I love you, brother, and uh, I'm so grateful for you. Check him out. He's on YouTube, Andrew Measley, uh, M-I-S-L-E, or Andrew Measley Yoga. If you live in Edmonton, he's a wonderful teacher and father and one of my best friends. So grateful for him. So we had the opportunity to go, and. Oh my gosh, what an experience. But it didn't start like that. When we got to the Gurdwara, it was a Gurdwara that I hadn't been before, Sikh temple, like the door of the Guru. That's what it's called. And when we went in, it was, you know, like many Gurus, uh, Guru, many Gurdwaras I'd been to before. You know, there was uncles and aunties and the service was happening in Punjabi. And it it was, you know, I went and I bowed and I made an offering and, and I sat and I thought, this is lovely. But it's not what I expected. And then I texted a friend, another Nahung who lives here, uh, Javala Singh. He he makes a great podcast called Suraj Podcast. uh, S-U-R-A-J, Suraj Podcast. I highly recommend checking that out. And he's a scholar. Uh, He's also teaching a thing on the history of yoga uh, in the new year. So if you want to hear about that just get at me and I'll, I'll send you the details or check out javala on instagram j-v-a-l-a-a i think um check him out he's a, a great teacher and friend and and he was there and i said you know i think we're in the wrong place he's like yeah come down the hall so we'll go down the hall and we walk into this room and there's you know warriors and and cores like men and women warriors dressed in blue and these beautiful ornate swords and shields and, and the incense is billowing up and a lot of young people and it's just this feeling of devotion and reverence and I was like oh yeah this is it and we sat and we meditated a couple hours actually and at the end of the uh, towards the end of the time sitting there then er- everyone stands up and they walk around and they hand out flower petals. And I think, oh, I wonder what's going to happen now. And then everyone in the room begins chanting and loud from their guts. And and the the chanting is like shaking my bones and waking up my heart. And, oh, I, I can't even put words to it. I, Andy uh, recorded it for me so that I could listen to the audio. But it was so moving and we're throwing flower petals onto the swords and shields, and I'm there's tears streaming down my face, and I don't know if I'm laughing or crying, and I'm just being reborn, like I felt the death, the death of my friends, the death of my faith, I was so stuck in doubt, I didn't know what to do, and then in this moment, I was being reborn. And I'm throwing the petals and they're swinging rose water and my tear-stained face is being splashed by the rose water and I feel like I'm home. And from that day, I've made a decision to wear blue, not because anyone told me to. I just felt it. I asked my friend Kamal Rup Singh said, what's the story with the blue? He said, the blue is like releasing your individual personality and your ego and aligning yourself with the the vastness of the blue sky and the vastness of the ocean, surrendering your need to be something and just being one with all that is. And that really resonated with me. So I've worn blue since that day. I've tied a turban every day since that day. I knew that my name, I couldn't just leave it. A very interesting part of the story, and this is just as we come to the end of this journey, is that my name, when we were in Seattle when uh, Siddha Sermon was still alive, and Guru Singh's daughter kept asking me, you know, what does Tiaga mean to you? What does Tiaga mean to you? And, you know, I had said, what I love about it is like this form of renunciation of the householder much like Guru Nanak, where you only keep what is necessary or it's like living between the material realm and the spiritual realm or the midi piri or you know something like that and that always really resonated with me and she kept asking questions and I thought oh, that's odd or whatever but I didn't I didn't it didn't click for me why she was asking, which is looking back, I'm like, oh, you're a little thick headed there, buddy. Because also during this workshop that we went down to Seattle for, um, she we did a blessing for the 120th day, 120th day of her pregnancy. Anyhow, when her child was born, a little boy, they gave him the name Tiaga and he was born with some complications wasn't able to breathe and so he lived a very short time on this earth and he was born on my daughter's birthday that's powerful you know and some of you who are a little more uh, cynical may say oh it's just a coincidence i don't know born on my daughter's birthday only lives a couple of days. I'm going through this pain. We carry the same name for me. There's a teaching in there. And so I made a decision on that day with the Nahungs that I would continue to walk this path. And so I started learning my Gurmukhi again and I started connecting to Sikhi, but not the yoga as much. And I don't know where I'm at with that, just to be clear. Like I still do yoga, I just don't know. And that's okay. But with my, my devotion, my bhakti, my devotional path, my connection to guru, there's no doubt about that. I've been reborn. And then the beauty is, is that I write this letter to Valerie Kaur, as I mentioned. She doesn't get back to me right away. I just share all of my doubt. And then just recently I get the response. And the response says, You have always been a Sikh. You have always been connected to Japji. Punjab is in you. Guru Nanak is in you. Keep going. And then as I watch these farmers, these wisdom carriers, my spiritual family in Punjab standing strong, giving their lives to stand for what is right, to stand for the earth, to stand with love. And I see myself in them, and I see that this has all been leading to this moment, and that me being open in my recovery is how I serve the movement. Me being open about My doubt with kundalini yoga and the pain that came along with that is part of the transition that 3HO is going through. And I'm honored to play a role in that as Tiagaprem Prem Singh. I'm honored to work with people who are coming around saying, I was just sober for two months. I've never done that before since I was a kid. Or you inspire me. And, th- and not even to be Sikhs, like there are Sikhs who are saying that, and there are Punjabi people, and but uh, uh, many people from many different walks of life. And it just reminds me of a talk that I had given a, a couple of years ago now, probably, about what is Nanak. And what a Sikh is, is a student, and I am a student of Nanak. And it's not so much about who, but what. And what Nanak is, is that to love beyond logic. To show up and serve even when it seems impossible. To connect with a loving frequency, a healing frequency against all odds. And I wrote today on social media, uh, some of you may have seen that, but I wrote today that during this time I've come up against depression, doubt, and death. And I've learned through this experience that I can face death. It's not easy, but I can. And I can face depression and I know the things that work. And I've learned from being on and off and on and off and on and off. But the doubt thing, that's the hardest one of the three. And I've learned that the way that I meet doubt is with faith. Knowing that I'm being guided, that Nanak is in me, that I'm called to this path for a reason. And that the people around me who challenge me and support me are also a part of that faith. Hope. You know. Like that. Celebration of Sadasa and life, the people who come forward and say, You don't know how much you mean to me, how much your work means to me. That inspires hope. I'm going to keep going. I'm here to love, to serve, to create, to be a father, to be a partner, to be a teacher, to be a student, to be a loving man, a sick, a counselor in recovery. to do whatever I can to support those who have supported me through the generations so that I can sit here and share this with you. Trust. Like learning that it's most important that I trust myself, keep my word, keep my integrity. And that by grace there's an inner nowhere watching out for me when i get confused and as long as i'm listening for that i can learn to love everyone even the people who harm me and the people i've harmed that allows the recovery process to happen community man there's no way to get through those three big things on your own death depression out you know there is a point at death where you do have to let go but there are those people who see you keep them close work through it no matter how hard it is find a way not what uh, not obligation and none of that i'm saying like find a way by being true to your values by resting when you need to by knowing that it happens on the timeline that it's meant to but just make a commitment to love. And then devotion. Devotion. Love, 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 love. Wahiguruji Kakalsa, ki Kifate. Thank you for being here. This concludes the fifth episode of my recovery journey. Uh, what I would love to do is uh, just keep it open as to how we're going to meet next week. It's going to be 10 a.m., just as always, live on YouTube. But uh, maybe maybe it'll be an opportunity for some questions. Maybe it'll be exploring some things that I missed. Maybe it'll be exploring some other some of the techniques that worked. I don't know what to say it's going to be. I'm just going to keep it open and say that we're for sure going to be here live. We're sh- for sure going to be talking My Recovery Journey If you would like to share with me your recovery journey or the role you played in that, I'm also going to start doing some conversations on Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. live. So we have that to look forward to. I want to stay connected with everybody as you go through your journey and support you as best I can. Um, If you could use support, please consider becoming a member of the Truth Seekers Union by going to www.truthseekersunion.ca. Sometimes I forget the union. <laughs> the union is very important. That's the oneness. www.trueseekersunion.ca. If you're watching, you can see it down below. And uh, keep listening to the podcast. I will continue to be consistent. Those of you who joined the online thing when I was really struggling, thank you. I- I'm sure that was confusing for you. True, it was confusing for me. But True Seekers is where it's at. It's going beautifully and I'm staying in my integrity as to what do I want to share and how do I want to share it. I want to give a shout-out to everyone who supported me on this journey. Some of you, you know, uh, unbelievable. I am so grateful. Shout-out to Sada Simran. Shout-out to Guru Singh. Shout-out to all the Sikhs, the farmers of Punjab. My dear friend Navi Gill, I couldn't do it without you. Everyone who supported me on my journey. And then big, 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 big thank you to SJ for being patient as I learned to stand as Tiago Prem Singh, as a Sikh, as a teacher, as a man of integrity. is I, like, I don't know how you did it. To stand by my side while I go through this, like, wow, your resilience is awe-inspiring. My daughter who's been telling me lately like she just wants to go to punjab <laughs> with me the day that i bow my head at harimundar Sahib with my daughter beside me oh my gosh i know that day's coming and i just can't imagine what it'll be like thank you for being patient with me all of you thank you for tuning into my work thank you for subscribing for donating for studying with me I love you, and I'm so happy that I get to live this life. And, you know, it's my intention this year. We'll see what the Guru has in store, but I would love to uh, receive Amrit and legally change my name to Tiago Prem Singh. But we'll see. I'm just keeping it open. But I am committed to walking this path, to being a spiritual counselor, to being an addiction and recovery counselor, and to sharing content that will inspire you, whatever path you're on, to embrace it fully and to heal the patterns in your life that are making it hard for you to be who you are thank you so much for being here thank you to our sponsors Ji Ka Khalsa Ji Ki fate.